Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix, T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network, by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, the ASU fans home away from home, Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, voted best of Las Vegas two years in a row. Roger Klein's Pension Tequila, award-winning tequila since 2011. Whole beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Zach Bondurant. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, for another edition, another episode of Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. Zach Bondurant, my co-host as always, from beautiful Chandler, Arizona. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. We have something um, very unique, kind of frustrating, very controversial, very unfair in some points, and um, just, uh, you know, kind of disappointing. But, Zach, how are you tonight? I'm good, hanging in there, um, just kind of going with, the, going with the flow, and heat's gone back up a little bit. But other than that, just cruising right on through. Okay, so professional hockey, we talk NHL, AHL. Um, we're going to get into a topic that's kind of sensitive, as I mentioned, kind of controversial, a little depressing in a lot of ways. And uh, I don't know if there's an actual winner out of it, uh, I'll tease it just a little bit right now, and then we want to talk just a little bit about uh, the NHL and AHL teams, and then we'll get into it in detail, and we'll welcome some calls. So if uh, you're listening live to us tonight on the Podbean app, there are call-in buttons on the top. If you'd like to uh, voice your opinion and um, offer something into the conversation, hit the call-in button, and we will uh, bring you on board. Uh, just make sure that you keep the topic uh clean and uh we'll be we'll be okay so uh we'll open it up for calls if anybody wants to chat in but um zach what happened to to mitchell miller the uh 111th pick the fourth round draft pick of the arizona coyotes and also the uh former um player on the uh, university of north dakota men's hockey team um is something that i think we really need to talk about it it deals in racism it deals about fairness and equality bunches of things i know you've done a ton of research over the last week on this so uh, we'll talk about that um just just quickly before we jump into it give us uh just give a quick overview of what we're going to discuss yeah, so the Coyotes, uh, this last draft, as you said, they picked Mitchell Miller with the 111th pick, which was their first pick in the draft. Uh, it was in the fourth round. Um, so they're already gambling a little bit based on he's picked a little bit lower in the draft, but those are areas where they could find steals, um, as we've seen Vegas done has done many times with uh, Jack Dugan. So 
Uh, he gets to pick. Um, he had interviews with all 31 teams with the NHL, and he informed them that when he was 14 years old, he was – I don't know if convicted is necessarily the right word because um, he was still a juvenile. He was a minor um, but he was sentenced to 25 hours of community service and writing an apology letter to the family of a young man who was um, who is uh, mentally. Um, they're saying the word they're using is that he's just um, he's. It's hard to describe. I've heard so many, but they're, they're saying somebody who is challenged in learning. Um, I think that's kind of what I've heard the most. Um, and cause he was bullied. Uh, he, he, Mitchell Miller had bullied this young man. His name is Isaiah Maya Carruthers, uh, in Ohio. Um, and so he informed the NHL of that. The Coyotes went ahead and picked him. Um, we'll get into more about kind of what had gone on and the bullying that took place and, um, some racial, insensitivity and racism that had gone on but um they went and took him and then the mother of the child that was bullied isaiah uh, reached out the coyotes and wrote a letter um you can find that letter um on the internet it took a little bit of digging i believe i found it on a twitter feed but i did find the hand signed letter from her uh basically just say stating that um he never they never received a formal apology in person he did write the letter but they say that they had not gotten it allegedly um of course the lawyers say that he did write the letter through court order to the family apologizing and he did his 25 hours of community service and that community service was based around uh people with uh, any kind of learning disabilities and and trying to to just culture uh mitchell miller and help him understand um the things that he had done wrong so um, with that being said, they, the Coyotes received that letter and the organization decided, I believe, could have my days mixed up, but I believe Tuesday or Wednesday of last week um, that they were going to um, renounce his signing rights, meaning that he is no longer a pick of the Arizona Coyotes and he's technically a free agent. Um, and then the following day, the University of North Dakota, the president of the university, stepped in and said he will not be allowed to play hockey at the university, but he is allowed to uh, study there. So he he's definitely paying the price for the things that he had done wrong. Um, and again, we'll kind of get into the circumstances and what had gone on through that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. He, he really, he, he messed up big time. He's 14 years old. He did something he really shouldn't have, uh, used some words that are, are not, that should never really be used. I don't think by anyone. Um, and now, now he finds himself in a really particular odd circumstance and, you know, what, what's he, what's he going to do next? Because it seems to be that the NHL's not really going to have a place for him. And I'm hearing it is a rumor, but I'm hearing that uh, a third of the NHL teams had him on their do not draft board, um, which is pretty extreme considering um, yeah, it usually leads to character issues when you have those, those type of um, 
those type of labels of do not draft when it comes to the NHL. So he, yeah, like I said, it's kind of in a nutshell. Um, he's, he's now a free agent. He's no longer allowed to play hockey at the university of North Dakota. We haven't really heard anything from him. Um, not much as far as a statement besides just from the, the lawyer. So um, that's kind of where we're left at with this one. Um, there's still so much more to get into um, as far as the who, what, why, where, and how. And something that I was able to 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 kind of research into that I haven't read anything about from anyone else. So uh, we have a little bit of we have a little piece of information that that may shed some light on the story in some minds. Um, and again, everything that that we'll go over. Um, could be very upsetting for some people. Um, for me, I, I'm, I, Scott, you know me pretty well. I stay pretty much in the middle. I can look at it, see um, an all-encompassing kind of all situations and look at it. Um, I will remain very center and very factual in this. And my goal is to really just um, during this is to, to give people the facts and hopefully they take and research more themselves and read more and look into it more and decide for themselves, not based on what, uh, CNN headlines and, um, the Arizona Republic headlines are saying about him. Yeah, I think that's a really good breakdown on it. We're going to get into details. Uh, a couple of things that I wanted to get into first, and then we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and spend the majority of our show on that. And if we have any takers that want to come on and, and give a side or an opinion, we'll take those as well. Um, it's been a rough year. 2020 has been a really rough yeah. year. <laughs> um, and we're going to get into details on that part of it in just a minute. Um, but right now uh, we're – we're looking at the AHL has made a determination that they're going to start February 5th, fingers crossed. Um, they haven't really given details. They just said this is when we're planning on starting our season. The NHL has yet to come out with anything except rumors circulating all over the place about bubble areas, uh, Vegas being one possibility of a Western bubble city. Uh, so there's a bunch of things happening in the professional ranks. Uh, it is uh, November, which is typically uh, – uh, hockey fights cancer month. So Movember, as it's known, is starting off. My mustache is starting from scratch. Um, I saw the Vegas <laughs> Golden Knights had, had three guys that were uh, jumping on board to raise funds for uh, for Movember. So we'll be a big part of that, as, as we always are. Um, the interesting part of, of what's going on with professional hockey is it was so exciting for the Stanley Cup final. Then it came to a screeching halt. Then we had um, a Stanley Cup champion uh, named, and then we did the draft, and now it's just gone deadly silent, if you will. There's really not much happening, um, at least in the, the forefront. It's all happening in the back channels. Uh, free agency, for the most part, is over with. And then this comes along the way. So, um, you know, here we are. We're, uh, we're talking um, about this Situation. I'm talking about the one with Mitchell Miller. We're going to get into it in details, but I just wanted to let people know that the AHL has determined a start date. The NHL is working towards one, and uh, you know we'll be full bore on that as soon as things get rolling. So um, things happening also in November. Uh, the uh, Henderson Silver Knights 
who opened up their uh, their new website today are going to be opening up their practice facility uh, sometime in the very near future. I think I know when, but I'm not at liberty to say yet, so I won't. Um, but we'll be we'll be there covering it. Uh, in addition, um, they've got a lot of players coming in. It's going to be very interesting. Colorado and the Colorado Eagles are doing the same type of thing uh, up in uh, in Denver area, and of course the, the Coyotes and the Roadrunners are are working their way towards uh, reestablishing things as well. So I think we're on track, Zach. I think the only thing right now that could, could mess things up is if this COVID stuff gets way out of hand again and then we have some issues. I, I saw not professional related, but I heard on the news tonight that the University of Arizona is making some tremendous cuts in their athletic budget uh, to the tune of like $30 million uh, to try to offset the $45 million plus losses from not playing games and not having fans in attendance. So that's, um, that's very, very unique uh, as far as that goes. Um, so let's, let's take a quick break. Let's digest all this stuff and let's come back in and, and, uh, and talk a little bit more about this uh, Mitchell Miller situation. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community, offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. 
Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fill your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive. All right, we're back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. As always, my co-host, Zach Bondaran from Chandler, Arizona. Um, Zach, we got off to a, a start talking just a little bit about the, the Mitchell Miller situation. I asked for callers. I was not anticipating my Tuesday night co-host to be the first one. So before we before we get into details, I think he's in his vehicle. Uh, Paul Hornstein, are you there? Yeah, I don't know if you guys can hear me. I don't know if Zach can hear me. I'm not even 100% sure how good I'm going to be able to hear you guys. Well, we can hear you and everything going on around the background. Well, that's good because uh, this is a, uh, an old car that doesn't have a lot of uh, insulation. Uh, and I had to turn down the Bluetooth because you guys said it was getting feedback. And we don't want uh. that. Yeah, getting a lot of it, but we hear you loud and clear. Uh, before Zach and I dig into this, Zach, uh, just a few minutes ago, gave a little uh, overlay or recap of what's happened so far. So, Zach, why don't you lead us into this and tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the situation again, and then we'll get Paul's uh, opinion. We won't keep him on all night. Uh, yeah, so so as we talked about before, it was Coyotes, their first round, their first pick in this year's draft. Um, now, to kind of step back and go uh, start from the beginning, um, we had uh, the Coyotes – the Coyotes front, the front office. Sorry, we're getting a lot of feedback from Paul's yeah. stuff right now. It's a bit much. Um, Paul, 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 if you don't mind, what, could you call us back when you get home? Uh, and, uh, if and if jump I get on? home in time, yeah. Okay, I, I hate to do that, but it's really no, loud it's feedback. Okay. I, I, the the show's more important in my opinion. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, well, if you Ciao. get back in time, give us a holler. Ciao. All right. 
Okay, so so Zach, uh, your point that was that we were we were discussing the uh, the Mitchell Miller situation, how it all played out. We knew that he was drafted by the Coyotes. Um, I don't think anybody in the hockey world did not know about the incident, which happened, uh, you know, four or five years ago, and he was uh, a fourteen-year-old, right? So I think we can Correct. put that out there that everybody knew about it. Okay. Um, yes. And I'm going to throw out my opinion, and then I'm going to let you just play off of it, but. Um, from what I understand from all aspects, and I did reach out to several people, including the original reporter that reported it in Ohio uh, to come on the show tonight and didn't get a response. I reached out to a writer in Grand Forks with the uh, Fighting Sioux, asked him to come on tonight, did not get a response. So I've done some digging to try to get people to give their opinions. When I can't get that, all we can do, unfortunately, is is try to give our opinion from what we heard and what we have uh, read and seen and listened to. Um, so he here's my grasp of this whole thing. I think the teams in the NHL, and I believe that number you said 30%, I know it was a rumor, but I think I have some pretty hardcore evidence that that was a true number of teams that had taken them off their board completely. Um, so that would leave... 70% of the teams that still had him in play at different parts. Um, he's a heck of a hockey player. There's no doubt about it. Uh, a heck of a talent. You don't get a scholarship to North Dakota. You don't get drafted by the Coyotes or anybody in the NHL unless you've got talent to where they think you can play. So that being said, we know what kind of a hockey player Mitchell Miller is. Uh, we also know that kids at 14 tend to make a lot of mistakes. Um, there's no doubt about that. We've all done it uh, to different degrees. Um, I think he was punished. Uh, and I know you use the word convicted, and that, that's the word that officially is on the, the, the police, uh, police report. Um, his history, it, it was a conviction. It wasn't like a plea deal or anything like that. Um, he, he said he did it. He admitted to it, which I think showed great character. Here's where I think things went wrong for everybody. Number one is I, I think his uh, amount of remorse was not what it should have been, and that could have been guidance from his attorney, from his parents, from whoever. Um, so I put a little bit of blame on the University of North Dakota and on the Arizona Coyotes because I think when you make the decision to, to bring in a troubled athlete, no matter what it may be, no matter how long ago it may have been or whatever, you know what you're dealing with, and I think it's your job, if you're going to bring him into your organization, whether it be a college team or an NHL team, I think it's your job to back him, right? And the way you back him is you provide uh, opportunities for him to grow, to change, to be remorseful, to uh, help others, to educate others. This is a very sensitive topic because you're dealing with the mentally challenged slash disabled individual you're also dealing with an individual of color so you have a, a racism thing and we all know what went on in in may and june so in in the united states i mean it just was you know police brutality whatever you want to call it um it happened and everybody's dealt with it so st starting from from ground one is when the university of north dakota offered him a scholarship they should have had a program in place and if they did then there should have been no reason at this point to remove him from the hockey team. They should have stood up with him and said, hey, listen, we understood exactly what happened. 
he's uh, he's done this, this, and this, and that's good enough for us. And what we want to do is project him over his next three, four years, however long he's going to be at North Dakota. Uh, we're going to help him grow, and we're going to help him be a part of the community, and we're going to help educate others about his mistake. If they had done that, then I think the reception would have been differently. Same thing for the Arizona Coyotes. Once you make that decision that you're going to draft him, now you need to back him, right? You need to step up and say, okay, we understand his situation, and the Coyotes uh, with a general manager that's heavily involved in the uh, NHL governor's um, uh, group, I guess, advisory group for racism, should have said, we're taking this individual and we're going to make him a piece of the community of racism. We're going to have him teach. We're going to have him speak. We're going to have him do a number of things that maybe other players would never be asked to do strictly because of his past, but we're going to back him. So I think where everything blew up in everybody's faces were, um, it's a sensitive topic, no doubt about it. But I think what happened was, I think his university and I think his NHL parent draft team let him down. And, uh, you know, if, if there's something more behind it, I welcome any of those people to come on and, and tell us about it. But I think that's what what the situation is. Your thoughts? Uh, I mean, yeah, especially when you look at the Coyotes and the University of North Dakota, both parties were privy to the knowledge of his past uh, transgressions. He had some... He had some troubled youth issues, um, and what he did was definitely not excusable. Just because at 14 doesn't mean you can be excused from things. It's at that age, as growing up, even now um, when you're an adult, you always need to understand the uh, cause and effect. If you do this, you will have repercussions. Um, and at 14, the the I guess, like I said, I don't technically know the terminology. I'm not a lawyer or anybody who's who's familiar with the court system, but I, I'll go off of what I would what I would think it would be called is uh, the charges that were brought against him and another another uh, minor who was also the same age uh, is a they had urinated in a in a urinal on a push pop and offered it to this uh, Isaiah Maya Carruthers, who you'd point out he's an African American. Um, he was it was said by his mom that um, at that time when he was the legal age of 14, he had the understanding of, of someone who would be considered mentally a 10, a 10 year old. So um, there's definitely a, a large gap of four years that the brain develops at that point. So we can definitely see where uh, Mitchell Miller and the other the other uh, gentleman was. Um, playing off of what we were told is that they were acting like they wouldn't want to be friends with him and then uh, kind of pushed him into this licking the lollipop that they had urinated on and was in the urinal. So um, he had to be tested for HIV and STDs, came back negative. So all that definitely is not, uh, it's not excusable, right? That he, he needed to face the consequences of his actions um, it was also said that he used uh, uh, the N-word towards him while bullying him in a circumstance. Um, again, not excusable. I don't think that should be allowed to be said to to anybody. It's not It's not something that we condone. It's, it's definitely does not have a place. 
um, in the game of hockey. Um, even though the circumstance took out, took place outside of a rink, uh, he has brought this into the community. So it doesn't have a place here. Um, and definitely I, I, the university of North Dakota and the coyotes knew about this. He let them know. And when they offered him a scholarship, they said, we are going to stand by him. We are, we are going to be able to coach him and, and guide him through to become a better adult and better person in the community. Uh, same thing with the coyotes. So the fact that they then get a letter from the mother and then change the minds, which either the Coyotes did not do their homework and given their current state of an organization, I could conceivably see that happening where they didn't dig in deep enough. Um, allegedly, the family was never contacted, um, which... Um, me being a person, I know there's two sides to every story. So I want to get the perspective player side and the other person's side. So apparently that didn't happen. So that homework was not done. Um, and then with now Xavier Gutierrez and then Alex Murillo, which, uh, the president and CEO and then owner, um, Alex Murillo is the owner is the first has, uh, Hispanic owner in the NHL. Um, they are very much coming to the league with, uh, the NHL's executive inclusion council, um, which Xavier is a part of, um, and their statement, their statements went, uh, to sum it up, uh, we are, we're given priorities on diversity and inclusion, and, uh, they believe that they could, uh, guide Mitchell in becoming a leader, and for the cause and preventing bullying and racism now and in the future. And that last part was a quote from the front office when they drafted him. Um, now they turn around a few, few weeks later and say that what he did does not have a place in their organization and it's, it's, it's not acceptable. And then they, they denounced the pick. So in that aspect, yes, I definitely think the coyotes, they, they could have done some things differently. Um, I think in the age of, and this could be, this is something that's widely talked about now is cancel culture. Or is education. Okay, yeah. so his academics are still being honored. Right, for one year. So after okay. that, he's going to have to figure out what to do if he wants to stay at North Dakota. Um, well, and I highly doubt that he, he will want to because I'm sure everybody... Let's do our research and, and let's back people. If you're going to give somebody a second chance, then back them. Back them 100%. If you're North Dakota, if there's a reason why you won't back them, other than the fact that you're getting a little pressure from someone. Uh, uh, Jose M. Murillo, and then it says Craig Harris. I believe there is those two collaborate on the story. Uh, it's quoted that she was actually sick to her stomach when she found out Miller was cut, but he still has not personally apologized to her son or her family. So I, again, I don't know if that was the intent of the letter. Uh, she, based on her quote from that article, it sounds like she's uh, a little, like she is upset. You know, he was cut and he's not going to be able to pursue his dream as an NHLer right now. Um, could later on, but um, you know, I think something else to elaborate on there. And she had also said, it's a very sad situation all the way around. And she said, now we are getting threats from hockey families in Sylvania, Ohio. And if anybody from Sylvania, Ohio, or anybody in the Ohio area is listening to this hockey podcast, 
knock that off. That's not how this should be handled. Um, that's it, it, that's definitely not how this should go along. We should not be threatening somebody for for voicing their opinion. So um, first, I'd definitely like to say that. Now, the other aspect of it as well, which is kind of interesting, is it's also quoted from Isaiah saying that um, he's very sad and he's a very good player uh, and he deserves to be in the NHL. So clearly, they're, they're, this family does not want this, this just collapse of what Mitchell Miller has worked towards his whole life to, to fall by the wayside based on their quotes. Um, now, again, it, what Mitchell Miller was, is what he did is not acceptable. Um, but going back to it, I think we're seeing a little bit of this cancel culture kind of come in and that's where the coyotes and the university of North Dakota, um, had taken a, a pretty large leap in saying that, um, you're not allowed to play here or you are not a pick of this organization. Um, which is, is kind of big in the sense that we're looking at it. Like I said, the, the family seems to have said like, this is upsetting. Like we didn't want this to happen, but now we're getting a lot of the public coming in. And this is, I think kind of twisted the arm of both organizations. So, um, I don't know. It, so, it's definitely so, an odd story. Let, let me ask you this then. Um, I think we both explained the same thing as in, in, in our own words. Um, yes. so what, what should have happened if we could go back and, and back things up? I mean, uh, I clearly think, that if you make the decision and now if he had done something else uh, between that incident and, and today um, that changes everything. Now, to my knowledge, I have not heard. And if somebody knows something, by all means, let me know, but I have not heard that he has done anything other than be an exemplary um, student. The one thing that I have heard is that maybe the ref the remorsefulness was not deep enough. But once again, I say, if you are going to give a student athlete a scholarship at a major university like the University of North Dakota, and you're going to give them an NHL contract, it was the first pick of the Arizona Coyotes, they, albeit the fourth round, it was the first guy they took off the board. They obviously had plans for him in their future. So if that's the case and nothing's happened from that incident to now, um, why not step up, back him, and, and tell the community, tell the world that this kid made a mistake at 14 years old, and he's now going to be an example, and he's going to have to learn from that, and he's going to have to go out and represent uh, the University of North Dakota men's hockey team and the Arizona Coyotes and the NHL just way above what you would expect from the normal person. Why not take that route? Um. And to be honest, I, I don't know. There's, there's definitely things that we're not privy to that have gone on uh, inside the walls of, of the Coyotes organization at University of North Dakota. Um, it's definitely, I, I think it could be a byproduct of, of and I don't, I don't like using the term because I, I don't necessarily know if it's, it's applicable, but it, the cancel culture, um, I don't know. I, I know that when the public can put pressure on a specific target being the coyotes in this case, um, I don't know if the North Dakota university of North Dakota got any, any 
any things directed at them, but I know for a fact the Coyotes did. Um, it could simply be to the fact that they're already in a really, they're already in a bad way right now, um, financially and and just the product they're putting out on the on the rink. So this could have been a, a move to say, you know what, we don't need this, and we we can't afford to have this type of publicity coming to us right now. It's too much. And maybe they just said, you know what, it, this is this is what we're gonna do. And whether it's whether or not they thought it all the way through, I have no idea. Um, the only thing that I know is that unfortunately, this that's kind of put them in in it, all parties involved in, in an awkward place. Um, well, I don't think anybody the- is 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 uh, is liking the situation they're in. I could be wrong. I very well could be wrong, but I I don't know. Not. I agree with you. This this is a no-win situation for everybody. Um, here's what we do know, though. The Coyotes are going to move forward. They're an NHL franchise. They're going to continue on, um, and, and they're going to do whatever NHL franchises do. I mean, if, if they succeed, fantastic. If they fail, they know how they failed. Uh, we know that. The University of North Dakota hockey program is going to continue to build towards national championships and continue to be a very good hockey team. The one guy that gets stuck in the middle of this is Mitchell Miller because he's now lost his opportunity. to He can get his scholarship and continue his education for one year. That's an NCAA rule that they have to provide for him. Uh, so he could do that. Um, he could look for another university. But in a sense, he's, he's kind of feeling the effects of being blackballed, right, um, from everywhere. <laughs> Anywhere he yeah. goes, he's going to be almost like untouchable. So, again, I'm not trying to lay blame anywhere here. I just wish somebody would come out and explain to me or to everybody what happened that made this become such a toxic situation because clearly he was already on campus at the University of North Dakota when he was drafted. He'd already attended a month or more of classes at at UND. He was skating with the team. They were getting ready to start their season December 1st. so if nothing had happened between now and then, I think it's really, and I don't use this word lightly, so, so, so when I say cowardly, I think it's cowardly when you don't back the kid. Now, if there's a reason for it, hey, let me know, and I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. But from what I've seen is that, that it's kind of cowardly to, to not back the individual when you offered him a scholarship, and the same thing with the Coyotes. Uh, you know, I, I don't care if there was pressure. I'm sure there was. There's pressure with every pick, no matter what it is. And I know the topic is sensitive, but but you have a general manager and an owner and a president uh, that were willing to draft him. Um, why not back him? <laughs> you, know? you see what I'm saying? Why not back him and make him a part of the community and and help make enforce change instead of just abandoning him out in the, in the ozone. Yeah. And I mean, again, I don't know. And that's the other thing is we're only, we're only subjected to the facts and and the articles that we can find online. So something Mary very well could have come out that we don't know yet and has maybe been agreed upon to, um, for the best, best interest of maybe his life. I don't know. Like I said, there could be something really bad that happened that we don't know. But um, 
I, I don't know. And that could be why they had so quickly made the decision to, to cut ties with, uh, with Mitchell Miller. Um, and I, it depends because I don't have that information. It's hard to say. Um, but it, it's definitely, it's, it, it's not a situation where it's just not a situation. I think he would find himself in because he had gone through the, the process of doing his hours and, and what the, the, the magistrate had ordered him to do. Um, so Zach, not, I, not only that, but he played on several hockey teams between now and his uh, his trip to North Dakota. He'd been yes. on U.S. national teams. He'd been on uh, really good high school teams, junior teams. So you know, which I mean, brings up yeah, which brings up the next question of why now? Um, why is it now that this is coming to the forefront and two organizations are now saying you're done? Um, at least at, at those locations. Um, and it kind of goes back to what I alluded to before is, is the letter that was written to the Arizona Coyotes by Isaiah uh, Meyer Carruthers mother. Um, like I said, you can find that online. Um, it basically sums up that he was bullied. Um, her son, Isaiah was bullied by Mitchell and another gentleman. Um, Mitchell never apologized, um, that, even up to two years ago that he was still taunting him, uh, which taunting, I don't, again, that's, that could be left up to discretion. That could be her definition of taunting. Um, she, she did say that in another quote that he would rollerblade past their house and she took it as, um, uh, I'm still here, even though I'm not doing anything. Um, for all I know, he could live down the street from the kid and he has to go that way to get to wherever he's going. I don't know. Again, if he's doing it in the sense of trying to get in his head, yeah, that's, that's not a cool move. That's, that's, I would use other language, but it's a podcast. So, um, that's, that's <laughs> well, not and, something that's right. So, but there, there you go. If you say that and that's, uh, two years after it and two years from now, um, now maybe there, there, that's that circumstance that we haven't really heard about before, but uh, everything that I've heard, it seems to stem a lot more from the lack of remorse. And I just yes, don't understand if it's a lack of remorse. Sorry. Yeah, no, I said if, if that's a lack of remorse, then why is, uh, why is the University of North Dakota coaching staff, why are they not coaching him and teaching him that, hey, you, you better start showing some remorse or that scholarship's not going to last here. And maybe they did, and maybe he said, no, I'm not. I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, I'm just and, throwing it out there, but that, that seems to be the thing, right? Remorse? Yeah, and that's what the magistrate, the one who was overseeing the case, had said. Um, I'm not going to use the full quote because it's, it's pretty long, but he had said, I think you're more upset in the attention, the negative attention that it's bringing to you than actually upset about what you had done. And in that circumstance, then yeah, if you did it and you don't care and you have this attitude um, that nobody can touch me, I, I'm too good for this, then yeah, that's that's definitely an issue. Now, four years ago, uh, you know, I don't know that there's a lot of factors that go into that uh, home life, um, outside influences, things like that. I don't know if he was arrogant and he was thinking that and he genuinely just hates this kid or whatever the situation is, 
But um, it does seem to be part of the triggering point for a lot of this falling down was the the lack of remorse. And um, and maybe that's more of why the mother had penned this letter to the coyotes um, and something something else that I thought was kind of interesting in, in researching all this is I had found out that uh, the, the, the victim, Isaiah Maya Carruthers, his mother, Joni Maya Carruthers, was actually a reality TV star on a show, uh, Extreme Couponing. Um, looks like she is an author. Um, she's a mother of seven. Um, so it, it's definitely somebody, a, a mother who's got that instinct of this is my child, I'm going to protect them. Um, but, but that does lead me to, 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 I always ask the question, why, why is this coming up now? Um, and maybe she had said in, in quotes before, um, she had made peace with the situation. Um, um, she, she, because of the, the, um, the way the trial had gone, um, that she is now at peace, that he has been reprimanded. Um, they no longer were in the same school and, uh, a quote from the County juvenile prosecutor on that case that said, we'd got exactly what we asked for. I think it's a, it's an appropriate ending to this case. Um, so my question is why now is this coming up again? And I think it does lead back to that. Um, from what I've read that he has not shown the remorse that she would expect him to show or have that apology that she would expect him to have, um, and maybe in Mitchell's mind, doing the 25 hours of community service and writing the the apology letter, who she claims Joni uh, Meyer Carruthers claims that she never got, and as I, Isaiah never got. Uh, maybe he felt like that was that was good enough. I don't know, but again, this does come back to the character of a of a gentleman who is who you are investing a scholarship to a blue chip school and potentially a, a professional contract to a NHL organization. Um, and if that is being, if that's being overlooked, um, I, I, I wonder, I wonder why, why is that being overlooked or wonder what happened in between that draft and that scholarship and him stepping on foot or stepping onto that rink. Um, why, what came out, what don't we know? And, you know, why is, why did it lead to the swift action of him losing the draft pick and his scholarship to the university of North Dakota? Now you had said that he can earn his scholarship back and play uh, it, now, can he still play this year? And he, is he still no, no. on the team for this year, or is no, he completely gone? No, no. Let, let me clarify that he is removed from the hockey team. But the NCAA rules say that once you've been given a scholarship, they must honor the scholarship. Okay, uh, so he can his, do for his education. Okay, yeah. so his academics are still being honored, right, for one year. So after okay. that, okay. he's going to have to figure out what to do if he wants to stay at North Dakota. Um, well. And I highly doubt that he, he will want to because I'm sure everybody on that campus is – I don't know. Actually, that's that's an opinion. I don't know how that – how he's being um, – I don't know how he's being um, interacted with at that campus. Probably not a whole lot of interaction actually because of COVID. So um, 
I, I don't know. Maybe he does decide to stay and finish out, but um, something else you had alluded to is, is another school going to take a chance and offer him a scholarship? Um, and if they do, I think they will learn from this and say, you know, we're already doing this. So it's going to be very interesting to see how his career develops over the next uh, year, because that's going to show, you know, what, what he's going to do. There's been rumors of him going to the KHL all the way in Russia, which (laughs) I don't know again, rumors, but um, I will always ask the question. Why now is it? Why is this all of a sudden happening after he was picked by the coyotes and he had a, had a scholarship um why is why is the mother then writing a letter two years or four years after this incident took place um and and after she had said that she had been at peace with with the 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 um the punishment that had been brought down and what happened within the Coyotes organization for them to make such a big blunder and the fact that they didn't follow other one third of the team's uh, example (laughs) and saying, do not draft this kid. But again, that's another two thirds of the league that's saying this, you know, maybe we take it. Yeah. Yeah. And in the Coyote circumstance, um, looking at it from their viewpoint and not just like continuing to like berate them, but, Honestly, in their circumstance, they they their their prospect pool is pretty low. They don't have a lot of like bright stars that you could look at and say, okay, this could be something big. So they had to look for a steal in those later rounds, and this might have been it because supposedly he may have been a late second somewhere around the third round pick had this not have come about. Um, so in in that aspect, I see why they picked him. You know, uh, they're looking for a steal. They're looking for a star, somebody they can bring in and build who's got the talent. Um, but unfortunately, it seems to be that they uh, were uh, they made a decision to to renounce that pick and move on from that. So, well, let me kind of put a, a bow on it, if you will. Um, the reason that I thought it was important when uh, when you brought this up to me that we we discussed it tonight and we spent an entire show on it is is really threefold. Number one, uh, I believe racism is really something that should not exist. And I think Correct. it's really been brought to the forefront uh, in 2020, along with COVID and everything else. So I think it's important that we continue to talk about it and we continue to say that it's not acceptable at any level. Yeah. And no, uh, by any means, I, hope, no. I hope that anybody who's been listening to us doesn't think that we're condoning that by any stretch because uh, it's just flat out not acceptable. Although I I will tell you that I believe there's a lot of individuals out there uh, on white, black, yellow, orange, doesn't matter, pink, I don't care what your color is, uh, that will say people deserve second chances, right? Um, Especially if you're a youngster and you do something at 14, um, there's still a lot of time to be rehabilitated, if you will. Um, and, and then you ask the question, does the crime fit the punishment or does the punishment fit the crime? However you want to look at it. So I think it's important, A, that we talk about it. Point number two is um, I think you have to look at it uh, from a bunch of different perspectives. And one that I've kind of beaten down all, all show is that 
if you make the decision and you've done your homework and you've already committed to having your kid on campus for a couple of months and he hasn't done anything else to deserve punishment, why are you not putting up a fight to back this individual? Um, because you made the commitment. You've given him the scholarship. You've had him on your campus. And in the Arizona Coyotes case, you have a, a great opportunity to turn it into something positive, right? I mean, uh, you drafted him because, like you were just saying, you, you thought you were getting a really good player. So why not go out on a limb in, instead of quickly just, you know, and again, I don't know the whole story, so I'm not trying to say that I do. I'm just, I'm just playing uh, what I know for you, and, and I don't understand what that would be. And then, of course, the last thing on this is, uh, unfortunately for the Coyotes, they had very few picks from previous uh, incidents. So your number four pick, your first pick that you get in the draft, number 111 overall, and you have to renounce his rights uh, before you even get to training camp with him, um, that, that's a really bad look. And it's really hard to continually overcome those things. And, and that's why... I just wish uh, somebody would come out and have a bold statement. I know the Coyotes aren't going to talk anymore about it, which uh, I don't agree with, but whatever. I think this is a topic that needs to be discussed more and more and more, not just, you know, we, we let him go. We renounce his rights. He's out there uh, because it, we're not going to change society if we just keep doing that, right? I mean, we need to talk yeah. about it and figure out why this stuff is happening. And, and more importantly, how can we fix it? Because I don't want to keep coming back here every six months and talking about another uh, case like this. I mean, let, let's figure out what's happening. Let's, let's get people on the same page. Let's get them around a table. Let's talk about it. Let, let's solve problems instead of uh, just taking 18-year-old kids and going like, okay, um, even though you're really good at hockey, we're just casting you off now. So, um, you know, go do whatever. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think something to kind of to touch on that you had said you would use the word rehabilitate um, from you know being a juvenile that committed something uh, or committed a crime, quote unquote. Quote again, I don't know the technical term and what he would be. I don't know if he has that considered a criminal record or whatnot. But um, a, a large topic and politics unfortunately is coming into this because tomorrow is election day but a large topic is has been uh um the correctional reform and and something that i thought was very interesting that i heard was instead of to continuing to load the prisons up we need to be uh we need to be putting them in rehabil rehabilitation centers we need to be uh helping them with with any kind of mental uh, mental uh, difficulties they have. Somebody who has anxiety or depression is turning to to illegal drugs, and instead of putting them in jail, and something I think that's that could be kind of uh, kind of uh, similar to this aspect is um, he, he again calling a criminal. I'm using air quotes because I don't know if that's technically the the correct term for him, um, and I know some people will say. Yes, he's a criminal. That's what he did was unspeakable, and it should never be be forgiven. Uh, but but on paper, like we do have, we are a society of second chances. You serve your time, you you have parole, you go out, you become a reformed citizen. Did he do that? I don't know because again, it seems to be the lack of of remorse. Um, 
but it, it brings to point like, okay, why are, why would we not allow this individual the ability to, to be rehabilitated and to come out better and stronger? And in that fact, who will do that? Um, it seemed to be the university of North Dakota was going to take that, that, uh, responsibility and, and do that. And then the coyotes were also going to take a part in that as well. Um, so now you look at it as, okay, now he does not have that resource of the coyotes. Uh, now he no longer has that resource of university of North Dakota. So if he is still having some of these issues, where is he going to get this rehabilitation from? Um, and again, with all that being said, I still am not privy to every single conversation and everything that happened on the days leading up to the incident that he had on the days leading up to draft uh, behind closed doors conversations he's had with management, with, with counselors at a university of North Dakota with coaches. I don't know. Maybe he does have character issues. If that's the case, then maybe the crime does fit the punishment. Um, but if what, if, if everything that we have talked about on this podcast is everything that we know about it, I would definitely leave it up to the listener to, to continue the research that I had done um, and to look into research themselves, to ask these questions, find out why. Um, we've seen that a, a group can make a big change because Mitchell Miller is no longer a member of the Arizona Coyotes because they had so many voices being heard that they don't want him on the team. So I encourage people to ask those questions, find out all the facts you can, find out why why the situation is the way it is. And maybe we get more answers instead of like you had said, just having this quick, you know, chop and we don't, we don't get a whole lot of it. It's like the iceberg, which seems like we're only seeing 10% right now. Um, and maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're seeing 90%. The 10% is something that we don't really need to concern ourselves with. But um, I definitely encourage people to read more about it, ask the questions, find out what they can make your own uh your own um opinion about it based on the facts because like i said a lot of the a lot of the headlines are are being caused by clickbait it's the arizona republic it's the headline i'm looking at right now it says arizona coyotes top draft pick was convicted for bullying black teen with disabilities anybody who reads that says oh my god i have to read that so oh my find, yeah. find out what actually happened instead of just going off of headlines and taking your information from that. And um, I hope that people continue that on and, and ask those questions and maybe we get more answers and maybe um, maybe we get closure for both sides, right? Uh, Isaiah deserves his closure and be able to say, you know what? I'm done with this. I don't need to worry about this in my life anymore. I'm going to move forward and onward to other things and maybe mitchell finds this as closure and says you know i've dealt with this i've i've taken my lumps and uh, i've learned from my mistakes and now i'm gonna to change and better myself and and go and on to do better things so um hopefully that's the circumstance i really hope that is and i can't press any more that read more about this ask the questions do your own research don't just go off of headlines yeah absolutely um I, I think we got Paul uh, available now where he can uh, jump on, and I really want to get his, his point. So um, if he's got just a couple of minutes to jump on there, let's bring him on because uh, you and I have done a really good job, I think, of explaining this whole thing. And, and Paul being all the way across the country, I, I want to get his opinion. Um, the other thing I, I want to just say real quickly is 
uh, I, I reiterated, reiterated the three points of, of why we brought this up tonight. And, um, and I'm going to say it again. Tomorrow's election day. Uh, we know there's been a number of, of votes cast, but it, it's, it's a time to exercise your right. And I also think it's a time right now to exercise your right and to stand up for, for things that are just decent, right? So, so no, no uh, socialized racism, no bullying. Um, take this moment to reflect on your own life and see what you can do to, uh, to make changes and, and to be a better person and to not let these situations happen again. And if you're in management or uh, administrators or coaches, Use this time to jump on and, and do positive things. So so that's my soapbox for the night. Paul Hornstein, are you with us? Yeah, you guys, I can do this quickly, uh, or at least as quick as I can. Yeah. Because uh, I was listening to most, you know, because you know me, I don't say much. But um, <laughs> no, honestly, that, honestly, here's, here's where I think the problem is. First of all, um, Nobody contacted this boy's mother. Correct. Before they did this. Yeah, correct. Nobody said, hey, uh, we are considering drafting this shot, this this player. We know there's an issue in the past. What is your – are you okay with this? Okay. The same thing with North Dakota. They, they Nobody said, are you okay with this? Okay. And it kind of goes to show you – um, is, is, you know, we cover hockey, we cover college hockey, we cover professional hockey. This didn't happen until the spotlight was put on him when he was drafted by the Coyotes. Correct. If the, he had not gotten drafted, he'd still be playing at North Dakota. Correct. Okay. I, most likely correct. Yes. Okay. Um, from the school teacher perspective, okay, um, this is bullying on top of racism. And maybe he did his 25 hours. Okay. Did he go the extra 25 hours? Did he say, hey. Yeah, at that point, I, it's character. Did, did, yeah. did, 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 I, did he say, hey, I really want to show people that I know I made a mistake. Okay. Um, Paul, Paul and that, that's a great point. And, and that leads me right back to my point again with if you're North Dakota and you're the Arizona Coyotes and you're both making quote unquote investments in this individual, why do you, uh, he, he's on the campus for two months. Why do you all of a sudden now say, oh, you don't fit our mold. And if you're the Coyotes and you drafted him and two weeks later, why do you say, oh no, you don't fit our mold. You knew what you were drafting, or at least I would hope you did. And, and you knew who you were giving a scholarship to. So if he didn't do that, and, and let's say he didn't do that. Let's say you're 100% correct, and the remorse is the situation, and you're a team like North Dakota or, or uh, the Arizona Coyotes, why are you not backing him and helping him rehabilitate himself and saying, like, well, if, you're not, if you're Brad Berry, why are you not putting your arm around the kid and going, like, hey, listen, I really think you need to be a little bit more remorseful. You need to go out and find it in your heart to do better things. And if you're the Arizona Coyotes, why aren't you saying, hey, we're going to pick you, but here's what we're going to expect of you. And we're going to want you to start from day one. And that's the day that we draft you to, to, to make this emphasis. But it, it, it's not just those two organizations. 
Okay. Um, like I said, the, the, the development program, they didn't tell them. Okay. Um, the, the other organizations that he was with, did they do anything about it? And maybe the, 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 the kid who got bullied, his mom does, didn't want this to happen. But like I said, did anybody contact her before they picked him? Did anybody contact her before they gave him scholarship? Well, well I think the one thing I, that I, I would. And, 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 and it doesn't sound like anybody did. I, from what I've read, no. And the one thing I would only change from the verbiage that you'd use is the organization's asking if she's okay with this. I think they well, would have asked, hey, we need to – what happened? We need to find out your side of the story because she may never be okay with it, and she may hold a grudge. And she that's might. okay. I get it. That, that's as okay, her, too. As her son. Yeah, but it's it's now the fact of, okay, is it, it – I think the better question is like, hey, what's your side of the story? What happened? And I think that's where the issue came in. I agree with that. But she may okay. never it, be okay with this. She might not. Did North Dakota say – when they offered him the scholarship, say, and I'm sorry, I don't remember, I, I don't have the names in front of me. Hey, we're about to offer this kid a scholarship. Uh, a, is it okay with you? And B, we would like you to come to the campus and we're going to discuss this and we're going to have this out in the open. It's yes. always the secrecy. It's always the trying to sweep it under the rug that gets people in trouble. Yeah, and I think that did, would have been did, a great when, way to do it. When when the Coyotes drafted him, did they say to the mom, "Hey, uh, we're going to draft this kid. Uh, we'd like you if you are. If, and uh, first of all, uh, if you're okay with this, because it was X number of years ago, and people do deserve a second chance. But if we're doing this, we would like you to come here." And we want to put this out in the open. We don't want this to be discovered by accident. It's always the cover-up. Nobody learned from Nixon. It's always the cover-up. <laughs> great, great point the night before the election. <laughs> no comment. Uh, I hear, I hear you, uh, Paul. I appreciate, I, I appreciate your uh, comments and opinion because uh, you have a very unique perspective, uh, not only from from the East Coast, but also as a teacher, you understand and racism. You know that there is no place for, for either. Uh, I, I'm so glad you were able to jump on and give us a couple of minutes to, uh, to tell us exactly your perspective from that. I still think uh, three things we want to take away from tonight. Uh, let's end racism right now, right, right now. That's just right now. And secondly is let's stop the bullying issues. Uh, we don't need them. There's no place for them. Uh, let's just be good human beings, decent human beings from, from young kids to adults. And thirdly, let's, uh, let, let's do our research and, and let's back people. If you're going to give somebody a second chance, then back them. Back them 100%. If you're North Dakota, if there's a reason why you won't back them, other than the fact that you're getting a little pressure from somewhere, okay. Tell us what the reason is. But you took the kid on, you enrolled him in school. If nothing changed, then stand behind the kid and back him, right? There are no winners in this situation the way we stand right now unless we take and we eliminate racism, social, social uh, bullying, 
and and we change the way we deal with these situations. I'm off my soapbox. That's it for me. See you tomorrow night. <laughs> All right. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona. Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford giant, is the presenting partner of the Sunday special. Ask to see our friend Kevin Wood. Tell him Ice Time Hockey SW sent you to see the top-selling line of Ford trucks and more. Cold beers and cheeseburgers are dining rooms in the accordance with the CDC guidelines are open in all 12 Valley locations and in California. Visit coldbeers.com for more information. T-Mobile, see Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Shea and Tatum and let him show you the power of the new T-Mobile. Whether it's playoff time or any time, it's always time for the best barbecue in Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, call us at 1-702-541-5546 or go to jessieraysbarbecue.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, it's all about the butt. Buy Summer Skates, our line of shower shoes. You can show off your fandom or team unity with custom designs. Visit summerskates.com. Behind the mask, it's time to go back to hockey. For all your hockey needs, visit any of our three locations or go to behindthemask.com. Buy College Bar and Grill in Tempe. For ASU fans, buy ASU fans for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Devil's Hockey Shop for all your ASU hockey merchandise. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Find the bottle that suits your taste. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy M-Drive. Go to M-DriveForMen.com. Use the promo code ICETIMESW at checkout for 20% off M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. Buy Ice and Scottsdale & Chandler. See our website for ice availability. Pro Hockey Southwest Weekly and all our Ice Time SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right. Very well said, my friend. Um, I appreciate all of your hard work on this. It's, it's a very important topic. I, I know that we devoted almost an entire hour to it. I think we should have devoted probably – a hundred hours to it. Paul wanted to know why, uh, or, or, or why maybe uh, Mitchell Miller didn't go up over and above 25. And I'm not saying he didn't, but uh, I think that's what we all need to do. So if I can leave the show with one thing, Zach, I think tomorrow being election day is a great way to turn your life around. So when you get up in the morning, folks, walk to the mirror in your bathroom or in your bedroom, look in the mirror and, and see if you're actually happy with who you are. Um, are you making the right decisions? Are you happy with the way you treat other people? Uh, and if you're not, use tomorrow, November 3rd, 2020, is the day that you change that. Um, thanks to all of our partners, as always. Uh, thanks to uh, uh, my co-host for bringing up a great topic and doing a great job with it. Thanks to Paul Hornstein, my co-host tomorrow night, for jumping on with us and giving his opinion as a uh, professional teacher of about 25 years, I think. So, um we appreciate everything. Uh, tune in again next week to Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. We'll have another great guest and another topic to uh, to dig into. Tomorrow night, it's uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly and Wednesday, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, of course, catch our uh, website. We had a great Sunday special up right now from uh, Behind the Mask Smash Fest 4 and uh, and go from there. But, Zach, thanks for uh, for, for all you do, and, uh, and we'll see you next week. Sounds good.